Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. If I was going to start a school, I would put a ban on technology. People talk about smoking weed and doing drugs too early, right, and how it damages your brain. And I think that needs to happen with sort of social media. I need, think it needs to be treated like a drug because it is one. Well, we've all been pushed around. Hello and welcome to It's Complicated, the podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. Left our hearts in the lost and found. I'm Tanya Goodin. And each week, I'll be talking to my guests about how they manage the relationship with the tiny tyrant in their pocket. We'll be talking about how our phone habits affect our work, our lives and our loves, and about what our relationship with our phone might just tell us about our relationship with ourselves. If you want help and you want hope, you've come to the right place. This is It's Complicated. Welcome back to It's Complicated. This week I'm chatting to TV star, celebrity and podcaster Jamie Lang. And if you're listening from outside the UK and you haven't come across Jamie, he's the star of one of our biggest reality TV shows, Made in Chelsea. And he's been on that show for 10 years, over 10 years. And I really wanted to talk to him about how his relationship with social media has changed over the whole period of time that he's been in the show. And he was fascinating on that subject. We took quite an unexpected turn in the conversation at one point because I found he had really strong views about children and technology and strong views on what schools should be doing and parents should be doing more of to set boundaries around tech, which was really interesting. We recorded in his boardroom of Candy Kittens, his um, confectionery company in London. And one of the last interviews for this podcast season that I was actually able to be face to face with someone because it was before the coronavirus pandemic really hit. But it's a tiny bit echoey in the boardroom. And if you've seen Jamie on TV, you'll know how energetic he is and how difficult he finds it to sit still. So he was moving around quite a lot and the volume from the microphone kind of comes and goes a bit. 
so excuse that but I really hope you enjoy my chat with him I enjoyed it very much so welcome to it's complicated I feel complicated today. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit complicated. Oh, I just... Tracking you down. I know it has. I'm so sorry no, about it's that. It's fine. I think I need to have a bit more structure. Well, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because It's Complicated is about our relationship with tech. And I noticed you took a digital detox mm. over Christmas. And I was wondering, is that was that about trying to get a bit more structure? Do you know what? It's a weird one. Um, because I think that it is statistically something like... 431,000 people every second are scrolling through Instagram. Five million videos are being uploaded to YouTube every minute. It's 500 hours every minute. 500 yeah. hours every yeah. minute. Um, you know, millennials and uh, all these people and, and all the X's and the Z's and things like that, they all are using Instagram or social media for an average of four and a half hours a day. So there's this constant connection with your device, which means we have a constant disconnection with humanity. And the problem with having a disconnection with humanity is that we then become isolated. They did a study in America 20 years ago where they asked a group of Americans, how many people can you turn to in your life when you're looking for support? And they went, "Mm, okay, Uh, and the average answer was six people. So six people in their life, that was family, friends. They did the same test to uh, a group of Americans at current climate, and the average answer was zero. No. We've, uh, We've become a lonely planet. Literally. Well, I know we've got a minister for loneliness now in the UK. Loneliness is a really big problem, and it's the and it's it's a huge problem with the sort of mental health rise and all these different things. And um, it's because people are lonely. People are disconnected. People do this and do that, and they get FOMO and all those different things in terms of social media. And it's not just Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. What we know, there's other things like House Party, yeah, and TikTok, TikTok, yeah, and all these different ones. So I decided to do a digital detox because I wanted to check what it did to your mind. And what did you discover? Uh, you realised that actually. You don't really care about not seeing anyone or missing anyone. It doesn't really matter. You don't think of anything. The problem is we spend most of our time thinking of what other people are doing. If you have a wedding, right, or a big party, generally you would kind of invite 150, 200 yeah. people. That's what you That's know. your circle of That's, acquaintance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you kind of know that many yeah. people. And out of those people, you have a USP, unique selling points. So you're either the funniest or the wittiest or the charmingest or the loveliest or the happiest or whatever it is you're something within that group and the problem is now is that because of social media you have access to one million people and so your usp becomes irrelevant and actually you realize you're not the funniest or the best or the most good looking or the happiest or the most successful whatever it is and so therefore you feel that what is the point and that kind of upsets you and so i think social media is a great thing i also think it can be a super negative thing so you've just got to be careful with it. So you've talked a lot about anxiety, mm. about suffering from anxiety. So yeah. do you, has social media had any part in that at all? I think joining a television show. I think That was the trigger. I think fame and whatever proportions you want to call it isn't great for mental health. I think, I think that I think a, a huge majority of people strive for fame and success because they think it's going to validate them and it's going to give them something that they want. And what happens is, is that it actually becomes a bit of a lonely place. It's not constantly attainable. You have to keep doing different things to remain famous. There's always someone more famous than you, younger than you, better than you, all those different things. And it's the only career that I can think of where someone goes, do you think you're a bit old now when you're 30? So someone said that to you? Well, yeah, I think in terms of Made in Chelsea, people do say it. And I think that's what happens is, you know, 
They said, well, when are you going to retire from that? You wouldn't say that to a dentist. No. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't say it to a lawyer. You, wouldn't you say might that. say it to a footballer, wouldn't you? I mean, you I guess that's a comparable type. But, but I, I suppose if you look at sportsmen, it's because as you get older, your yeah, body physically, you, can't you physically do it. aren't yeah. good. Why would, does it matter for comedians or TV stars or presenters? Why does that matter? And also the problem is, is that I feel sorry for musicians because it's a drug I think you get those real highs on stage. Oh my God. But like any other drug, you get used to it. Yeah. And so then what happens next? What do you look for next? And actually there's something really wonderful in being the normal person who works the normal job and has the normal life. I mean, it really is. So, but you don't have that normal life. So no. you, I mean, you have grown up on reality TV, yeah. haven't you? Maybe yeah. you haven't grown up <laughs> yet, but you—I mean—you spent ten years. When it, when was it? Twenty eleven. Yeah. So it was series two. You've got no kind of reference, I guess, except for the brief amount of time before you joined the show of what having a normal life yeah, was like. Yeah, and, and and also, I suppose I didn't really have a normal life before that either. I mean, I came from a very privileged background. Um, we had holidays. We had a big house. We had all these different things. Um, I went to a private school yeah. where I boarded. Radley College. Radley just College. Name check, Radley. Yeah. yeah. From the age of eight years old, I went to boarding school. Mm. That is terrible. That shouldn't happen. Um, and so uh, I kind of didn't really have a normal life. And then I kind of did grow up on television. I never really had a normal job. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, I never really wanted to have a normal job. I, I mean, I remember I had the choice of working in a wealth management company. And I got the job. By, I went for the job interview. And the, um, the person sitting opposite me said, okay, Jamie, tell me a joke. And I went, well, tell you a joke? And they went, yeah, tell me a joke. And I went, okay. I went, um, okay, what's the difference? Uh, I said, no, I said um, what is Postman Pat called once he retired? And he went, what? And I went, Pat. <laughs> and the, the, guy, the guy laughed like you laughed. And he gave me this job. I got hired. <laughs> so I had this choice of taking the route down reality TV and doing Made in Chelsea. Yeah. And not knowing where my road was going to go or doing this other uh, one where I knew what was going to happen. And I knew probably where I was going to end up. And the thought of waking up that next morning and going to that job, I just thought, I do not, I don't do that. And really to go on a tangent, I think that is the problem as well that we're told that's what we have to do in life but there are so many opportunities out there to do what you want to do and create what you want to create and you don't have to go into these jobs in order to be successful being successful is about having great friends a loving family good life all those that's success and actually you can obtain that by doing lots of different things and I think people don't realize that so you spent 10 years in the public eye Mm -hmm. on reality tv and in those 10 years We've completely changed the way we deal with social media. We're talking about it now, about what it's like now. But, mm. you know, when you first started, I guess you had an Instagram account, did you, in 2011? But, I mean, how's... I just want you to kind of give me an idea of how your relationship has changed over the 10 years. Because you, when you started, presumably, your main profile was TV. And now you've got TV and social media yeah. and managing both of them. How well, does that work? I think two things. I think, firstly, um, I think... TV and, and social media stuff started as for fun. Mm. It was just fun. We were young and on a TV show. It was great. And social media was then. It was just fun. Um, 
and it was hilarious and you could tweet at your friends or you could take a picture of your friend and upload and it was just really cool and that was interesting and it was a happy place um and i think what happened then is it became a job yeah. And reality TV became a job. People realized that they could make money from it and have a career from it. And people realized they could have a career and make money from doing social media. And so with everything, it then became not the place so where it once was. Do you see your social media as a job now? I don't so much, no. But I think I think I'd probably get worried if I don't upload or don't do this and don't do that. Because I go, oh, well, why have I not uploaded? And posted and things like that but I don't I don't think as many as as much as other people see it as a job because I don't think it's really my luckily it's not really my job yeah. I, I spoke to a couple of a very famous youtuber and she was saying that god she worries what she uploads and she has to upload this and has to upload that and that's because she has to everything that she has her whole brand is that yeah where with Whereas me you've got lots of different and, elements and also yeah. most people see me be a plonker on tv anyway so <laughs> it doesn't really matter if i upload something being a bit stupid people are gonna go oh it's okay it's jamie so it's, i'm kind of lucky in that way because i have a lot of freedom to say and do whatever i want yeah where a lot of people don't have that and even if people do have the freedom to kind of go it's all about me and i want to show off you know what i actually look like they then get stuck in a ro- road of doing that and they can't show anything else because otherwise that's against the brand. So you've got to be kind of careful, I think. But it's interesting you say about being able to upload anything. I was going to ask you about regrets on social media because one of the things I did was I googled Jamie Lang, social media controversy. Did you see the picture of me naked? I didn't, but I saw a couple of news articles about it. <laughs> so I saw that and the and the and there's an Instagram post of you sitting on some train tracks yeah which actually i hadn't seen the story so that was 2017 so it's it's jamie sitting right in the middle of a kind of was it a deserted it was it was a a deserted train track or so i thought it was yeah and yeah i got but you got so much slated for for it so i was going to ask you kind of generally regrets do you do you regret things that you've posted as the stuff you've done online I don't think so, no. I don't really regret anything. I think probably posting some things and you get some backlash from it. That I just... We worry so much about what we're putting out there and doing this and doing that. Oh, God, it's going to ruin this. And actually, people just don't care and they forget and stuff like that. So I don't think I have so many regrets, no. Am I careful about what I post sometimes? Probably. I don't... I'm not as open in terms of what I talk about. Like Jamila Jamil, she... Puts it all out there. All out there. Yeah. Piers Morgan. Yeah. All out there. And that's okay, but I also think there's something in it where, again, about... just think there's something about... You're not holding anything to yourself. So what do you keep that's private then? Because we, we all Pictures talk... Pictures of my penis. So that's <laughs> <anything> <laughs> that Except you can find them online, uh, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what do I keep private? Um, good question. My views on certain things. Mm. I don't talk that much about mental health. Um, I it's interesting because you have done on podcasts, haven't you? Yeah, I and talk your about own it. podcast, you've talked about mental health, but you don't do that. On I talk about it on podcasts because I think podcasts are a platform where you can just have a discussion. Yeah, and I think it's hard to do that on Instagram and yeah. TV. And I li- and I talk a lot about mental health because I think it's really important. I'm actually launching a new podcast at the moment, which is based around mental health about guys talking about mental health. Fantastic. So it's basically each episode we have a voicemail that um, 
comes through and we talk. So, so it's whoever it is. And it's it, just men. It's me and this other guy called Josh Roberts. Who's, he wrote a book called The Anxious Man. And someone writes in saying, I'm feeling terribly anxious, this and this and this and his mm. issues. And the title is Voicemail, M-A-L-E. Um, and we speak about mental health with each other and discuss it and talk about it and open up and be honest and say how we're feeling. And I think that's really important for guys because I think it's very hard for guys to be open and honest. Yeah. And a lot of women can do it. Yeah. But guys can't. Um, so on Instagram, I'm very cautious of that. Um, I don't post that much of my friends anymore because I think a lot of my friends like to be a bit more private. Yeah. Um, so friends that aren't on the show. Friends mean? who aren't yeah. on the show, yeah. Yeah. Because, of course, we all assume that all your friends are all on all the show. All on the show, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I don't post political things. Mm. I don't post views on the news. Just because, firstly, I don't think I'm informed enough, and I don't think I'm educated enough in it. And thirdly, I just, I just don't think my opinion matters more than anyone else's. So I think if I'm going to voice something, it has to really be important to me, and I think that it has to try and make a difference. So one of the things people often say they keep separate from social media are their relationships. Mm. <laughs> but of course, I don't. That's you don't. In no. fact, that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. your social oh, media. Because it gets a hell of a lot of traction. Yes, that's what it does. Yeah. Um, so there are other any aspects of your relationship that you just think no, you know, there's some stuff that I just wouldn't put online. Or do you, are you just putting it all out there? I I grew up on a reality show which is about dating, so I'm kind of used to all of that. I think I think as I get older, I won't do it anymore. And I'm kind of growing out of it at the moment. I think there's something really cool with not sharing. Mm. And I think that the world is going to go into a place... We, we're so all about privacy. and We've gone from a place of total unprivacy, reality TV, social media... And I think it's going to do a complete role reversal, 360, and everyone's going to go, actually, I don't want anyone. I think you're absolutely right. I think the trend is that the cool people will be the ones that don't have the don't. social media you, profiles. Yeah, you don't want yeah. it. I can kind because, of see that happening. Because actually, it just creates a lot more. I, it, 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 and I, I, I think I sound a bit gloomy and doomy when I talk about things like this, but I, for some reason, think it is a little bit gloomy and doomy because... I you you only hear about the negatives that happen on social media. Rather, I'm sure there's a lot of positives that go on, but you only hear about negatives. And I think that I don't think we're meant to be this connected. We're meant to be like tribal. Well, we're meant to, we're meant to be connected like you and I are now, face totally. to face, exactly not you know reading each other through yeah. you know 140 characters or uh, DMs. Apparently, there are four four elements to a happy life, supposedly, and they are monogamous relationships. So this whole fantasy about being a playboy and living life like that is rubbish. It's rubbish, doesn't it? And it's glorified yeah. in so many ways. It doesn't actually make you happy in the end. Um, doing something that you feel... Oh, oh, liking your work. Yeah. Having an imprint on the world. So something that you feel like is having a purpose in a sense. We are doing something that you're like, oh, this is actually making a difference. Um, and having real connections with, with friends or people where you actually sit down like this and connect. Or you go for lunch with one of your friends or dinners or whatever it is. Real connections. It's so super how important. many of those four do you tick off? I would like to say that I'm much better at connecting with friends now. I went for a period where I wasn't. And I think that was hard for me and I had to realise that. And I think it will happen to a lot of people. 
when you gain fame, you think you're pretty cool. And it turns <laughs> out you're not. And I think that by accident, you go out there and, you know, everyone wants a piece of you, but everyone wants a piece of you who doesn't really know who you are. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, so Friends Collections, I, I'm not quite sure yet what my imprint is. That's the only thing. What am I doing to change the world or make it a better place or have it something? And hopefully it will come through. And I think it will come through by helping others. I think that's where I get such a buzz out of helping others. And weirdly, that's what kind of philosophers say, that the highest form of happiness is helping others. Yeah. So if you can do that in a certain way and have fun doing it and make a living out of it, I suppose it's not a bad thing to do. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So is that part of what you're doing, do you think, with your voicemail, which I love the title of? Well, I think that, I think we have gyms and I think we have spas. I think we have a place to really work out um, and there's places to relax and chill on your, both like to help work your body and to relax your body. There's nothing to help your mind. And yeah. I think actually what's going to happen is, is that more money is going to be put into mind and to understanding your mind and bettering your mind and all these different things. And, and 
I think that we haven't even scratched the surface of what we're going to do in terms of mental health and how it's going to change and how it's going to better people. The biggest killer under 45 is still suicide. Yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy? It's so upsetting. And we've all of us, I mean, me and you probably have had really terrible, terrible times. And you don't know why you're having them or what's going on. And you just try and work on it. And it's tough and all these different things. And so I think it's about reconnecting with people and helping people through it. How do you go through a tough time when you're so much in the public eye and you're on social media? How do you do Do you find yourself living a kind of, a, you know, double life where you're putting on the front? I mean, I know that that's what a lot of us do when we're going through a tough time, but for you it must be yeah, ten I, times I think I worse. probably do, yeah. I think I think I put on a persona and a face, and, and yeah, I think it is tricky. And it's tricky for anyone. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whatever industry you're in. I think that a lot of people put it on a face and they find it hard to, to do different things. Um, and not that I'm any different, but I think that my persona is so positive mm. and so happy. And it's not even a persona, it's who I am. So if I don't feel so positive and so happy, it's such a change. People don't Everyone quite, notices Everyone it. notices yeah. it. And it's almost scary because then people don't see you as the person you were. And so it's quite hard to deal <laughs> all the time. But, um, you know, I think that's, you just got to work a way of managing it, I think. And I think also, do you know what I think? It's funny. I think everyone goes like, oh, your 20s are your tough years. I don't think your 20s are your tough years. I think your 30s are hard. I'm nodding my head. Are you, yes. You're nodding your head? Yes. It is. Yeah. I, think I would put my 20s down as, as actually a fun decade, and the 30s was when it started to get a bit tough. It gets yeah. freaking hard. Yeah. 20s is when you're just partying and having fun. 30s, you slow down a bit, and you're suddenly like, oh, God, what am I actually doing? Is everything working? And you suddenly realize that actually no one really knows what they're doing. And actually, you're kind of going, well, no one knows what they're doing, and they're just kind of striving for something. And you kind of start thinking about life differently. So do you think it's easier or harder for the kind of newer cast members that have joined Mage and Chelsea than it was for you, dealing with all of this? I think that... I think that it's tougher. Because once again, it was fun for us. We just had a laugh doing it. We were just silly with it. And now everyone is so conscious of what they... I spoke to a girl, a friend of mine, who said, um, oh, social media gives me so, anxiety, so much anxiety. And I went, why does it give you anxiety? And she said, because if I upload a photo and it doesn't get that many likes, I would sometimes even mm. think about taking it down. She's not, she didn't have many followers, just her friends. And actually, being someone who, who doesn't have a profile must be much harder to use social media and all those different things because you're kind of you're just focusing on what your friends are. My friends get lost in all of the yeah, likes and things yeah. like that. And so you're just focusing on that. But I think... So do you take it less personally then? Yeah, I do. Because you I don't do. know personally the one million people that are following you. So yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother me yeah. so much. But for, for the new guys, I think it's tough because I think also they're trying to find their feet of what they want to do. And all I know is that the only way you get somewhere is you work hard and you push it as hard as you possibly can and I think the guys don't really know what they're doing a lot of the time so they just do anything all the time and that's quite tricky because mm. it's a hard industry to stay in and be in and keep it and all those different things so I just want to go back to your mental health again not your mental health but kind mm-hmm. of well yeah mental health you, the anxiety issue that you've talked about mental health is a really big 
problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting more cases of anxiety, depression, a lot of anxiety, actually. Yeah, I would say a lot of anxiety. Kind of about the last few years. Do you think that can be laid at the door of a lot of what you were saying up front, this kind of loneliness, retreating from people, our relationship with screens? How uh, much of it do you think is... I think it's got to be. I think that everything is online and everything is shareable and you can see and attract and know everything. There's no innocence anymore. Blake said, uh, he wrote two poems called Innocence and Experience. And he said that innocence is broken by experience and it's totally true. Mozart also said that like, is, um, creativity is broken by experience. And it's so true. Children kids are innocent. They don't know anything. Mm. And once they know stuff, you can never really unknow it. And that's why Peter Pan never wanted to grow up, right? Yeah. He, it was because he just didn't want to... Do you identify with Peter Pan? <laughs> Massively, 100%. And I think what is tricky is that we're so... Everything's so accessible. Everyone knows everything. Everyone is connected. Everyone is feeling like they're not as invited to this party or that party. And it's upsetting. Loads of people... And it's at school. I used to go to school, my boys' boarding school, roll around in mud... Look at my Nokia phone, see if I got a text message. If I didn't, I was like, okay, no, I was, and then go and chat to my mates. Freaking yeah, great. They still do a lot of rolling around in the mud at Radley. Do they? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's good. I want that to happen. I honestly feel, sounds like I would, if I was going to start a school, I would put a ban on technology. It's interesting because I do a lot of work in schools and a lot of them are raining back on phone use. I would take it all back. They're all, particularly at the boarding schools, a lot of them are saying not overnight whereas they were letting them have them overnight and some schools are kind of banning them in younger years. I mean I'd say I'd have a phone like 15 years old and and that would be monitored hours and I would really clamp down on a lot of different things. People talk about smoking weed and doing drugs too early right and how it damages your brain. You know, it's right. you know, in China, the the biggest addiction now is gaming. Yeah, they have they've they've treated since two thousand and eight twenty four million teenagers. Crazy, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy, and and this is just a ridiculous scenario that's going on. So this needs to stop, and the way we stop it is very simple. You just put guidelines in. You know, drugs and alcohol and all these things have been around for centuries, and yes, we have a lot of issues with it, and and alcohol kills most people a year, I think it does, but at least. We don't really drink it until we're 18 years old, mm. and you kind of do can this. Deal with it. You can kind of deal yeah. with it, and I think that needs to happen with sort of social media. I need, think it needs to be treated like a drug because it is one. So you said you'd ban phones. I'm looking at you across the table here. You've my got phone. your phone. My phone is here. <laughs> You've got your phone never more than kind of about a centimeter away from your fingers. Yeah, so tell terrible. me about your relationship with your phone. Always attached to it. Yeah. Do you always, always have to have it? I'm pointing at it. You always have to have it where you can see it. Maybe, yeah. Subconsciously, I do. I mean, but also with my phone. So if I went onto my phone today, I have 50... Uh, this is just in a few hours. I have 58 emails to go through. I have 24 different WhatsApps. I have 10 texts. And I have four Instagrams. Mm. It's too much. Yeah. That is way too much. So how did you cope then for a week when you came off or five days? I, I mean, quite liked it. P- well, but when you came back, though, you must have been absolutely overwhelmed with... Yeah, but really, not really. Because I think I obviously am engaging with people yeah. as well as they're engaging with me. I'm becoming less and less on Instagram and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I just... I really think that the government or someone, there should be restrictions on age... The problem is, is these companies make so much money. Yeah. So it's hard to, but there needs to be a restriction. 
because it is it's killing the minds of people. And I think that schools are the first place to do it. And especially boarding schools, you can monitor it. Yeah, I, in, a, in a weird way, it's easier. Yeah, Way easier. But actually, when I do talks in day schools, they, they're struggling a lot, I think. Because people just take their phones and have another phone or yeah. all these different things. But I think that you, as parents, I think there need to be parental guidance things on phones. Mm. That you have a certain hours that they can put on and you have this and that. They need to... When I was young, I'd had a Sega Mega Drive or a, tele, when I had a television, right? I was allowed to watch television two hours a day. That was it, done. Same with phones. Should be the same thing. So I think parents worry about pressure because they say, oh, if I don't let my kid on Instagram at 10 he's going to be ostracised because everyone else is on Instagram. I think that's yeah, what I hear from parents. That is true, and I get that, but I think that's weak from parents. I think parents need to put boundaries in, and I think they need to say, here are boundaries. My mum was amazing. She was strict, and she put boundaries in. Yeah. I still rebelled, and I was a naughty kid, but at least I knew I was... Good. And I was very polite. I was yeah. a nice kid, but I was naughty. But you need to have boundaries, and you need to be strong. The problem with kids, right, is that... You say a kid, right, you're going to be grounded, let's say, and it's an empty threat. Mm. It doesn't happen. Mm. If, you, if you're going to threaten a kid or do something, you need to say, well, this is it, it's done. I think that it's tricky, it's hard, it's very, very hard. That's why the podcast is called It's Complicated. Yeah, because there's no answer there for it. There is no easy answer for any of this. But if I had an answer, I would start putting rules in place. Yeah. I'm glad that they're putting rules in place in terms of 18 to see any sort of dietary products and yeah. things like that, which is great, but more stuff needs to happen. Self-harming, there's, there's a whole load of, you know, kind of movement taking some of those health, self-harming images off. Oh. Um, but yeah, there's, there's awful Terrible. material that kids are coming across online, which I think, you know, your comment about innocence, I think is really a strong one, actually, because it is very difficult to have an innocent childhood now. You're not innocent anymore past six. Mm. Well, I was innocent until I was 14, mm. I reckon. I didn't. I mean, I didn't do anything. When did I have my first drink? 14, properly, my proper first drink? I think I was 14. <laughs> yeah, I got very drunk. <laughs> I bought a round in a pub at 14. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. Like, but, you know, I didn't... When I smoked my first cigarette, probably 16. Mm. You know, any sort of... Any sort of trying of any sort of drug was when I was... At university. At university. Yeah. yeah. You know, I smoked some weed. You know, all these things. And, and so, you can't, it's just, it's so different now. It's scary. So I've got three questions that I ask everybody that I'm going to finish with, with Great. you. Um, Have I just rambled? No, you haven't rambled, actually. Are you sure? I think, I think you've made a lot of sense. Have I made a lot yeah. of sense? I hope so. I didn't expect you to be quoting Blake at me. <laughs> Did you not? I've so. quoted that before. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned it in school. So if you just had one thing to say to everyone listening about their phone habits or about their social media habits, what would you like everyone to take on board? What's the message from Jamie Lang about how they should be using technology, the digital world, social media? I would say be cautious. I would say spend, put it down and spend more time communicating with your friends face-to-face. And I would say that actually all of this stuff that you think about, your insecurities and your stuff and all these different things that you're feeling now, trust me, only kind of get worse if you keep feeding it. So kind of just, mm. you know, realize that it all is 
and the nice sweet bullshit and it doesn't really matter and there's so many other important things in life it is like a monster if you feed it isn't totally it? it doesn't yeah stop doesn't go away so um what's your tip about how you get a, a good balance how you don't let it overwhelm you how you keep kind of good mental health i think just living a good sort of structure like i mean eat healthy exercise drink a lot of water i think water is key um i think that con- connecting with friends and family friends are like gardens you have to water them to make them grow you just I think that connection is so cool with all those different so areas. So do you have structure around your phone? Structure around my phone? I mean, I try and turn it off at night. I don't really check social media past 6, 7 o'clock. Okay, God, that's really disciplined. Yeah, six I try to now. Yeah. Just because... How many hours a day do I spend on at the moment? Should we have a look? Have you looked at your screen time? Let's have a look at my screen Normally, time. when people look at that, they're horrified. Should I have a look? Let's see where my screen time is. How do I find screen time? It's where in it? settings. It's in settings. Screen time. Here we go. Daily average, two hours, eight minutes. That's really, I think that's pretty good. Three hours, one minute. Uh, I would say that's Hello. low. Yeah. And so what's the app you're spending the most time on? Instagram, uh, probably. App limits. Let's see. Uh, where can I check out the app? Uh, see activity. Okay, here we go. WhatsApp, one hour, 22 minutes. Ah, so that's, that's half of your usage, isn't it? Yeah, WhatsApp. Instagram, yeah. 47 minutes. Mail, 22 minutes. So I regularly look at phones of kids in schools and they're showing seven and eight hours. So that's really interesting for anyone listening to know that you are managing a huge social media presence and you're doing it on 47 minutes a day. Wow. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Seven, eight hours. That is crazy. That's not... There was one girl the other day I did a talk and she showed me her phone and it was nine hours something. And I said, well, that's, that's more hours than you're... Yeah. You know, you should be asleep. It should be awake. So. That's a working job. It is. Yeah. And, but that's someone who doesn't have a big social media presence. So it's really interesting, isn't it? That possibly but the people who are struggling more are the ones who aren't like you, you who know, aren't doing it. Limit. There needs to be limits. There really needs to be limits. You need to cut it out. There's no point. Social media, you're looking at other people yeah. all the time. And it's just not healthy. Yeah. I really don't think so. Um, so final question. What have you learned about yourself from the way you use your phone and social um, media? And has I'm it needy, changed? That I'm needy, <laughs> that I'm uh, insecure, that I'm uh, vain, that I'm... You're not that needy, though, if no. you're only using Instagram I, for 47 is, minutes. Yeah, but mine is more just checking out my friends, I suppose. What have I learned? I've learned that... Um, I learned that you can definitely live without a phone hmm. if you wanted to. That's what I probably learned. Um, Ed Sheeran does it, and he's yeah, a worldwide he's superstar. Yeah, re- really, yeah, he's somebody I'd love to talk to about it, but... Yeah, and, and he's been doing it for quite a while, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he did it for a whole year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Lovely way to do it. Escape from the world. So will you do it again? You tried it over Christmas? I will or do January, it again. I, I, I will do it again. I think I'll probably do it towards the summertime. I'll do it again. Yeah. And, and start doing it more and more. Just think it's important to keep testing and pushing it and doing it. Spend more time speaking to your friends. I like that. I think that's a nice place to end. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. 
If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.